when that news did break at the uh, at the end of 2019, beginning to 2020, that the field had been sold uh, to Granite Products for 1.65 million, uh, there were naturally some uh, disgruntled residents who accused uh, the government of, uh, of of doing a of doing a done deal. Really, that the the field had already been earmarked for quarrying. Uh, the environment minister has has rebutted that, saying no, uh, that's not the case. That was Julian Morrell, and you're listening to the Bailiwick podcast with me, news editor Fiona Potney. Now, the island plan is one of the most important documents which will shape the future of how Jersey looks. When a draft of that blueprint for development until 2025 was published last month, naturally the headlines were taken by which sites would be approved for new housing. But there's one huge battle brewing over something that only gets a very small mention. The future of an agricultural field opposite Le Gigolond Quarry. Two years ago, it was sold for £1.65 to Granite Products, which runs the quarry. At the time, the value of the sale raised eyebrows among islanders. Some wondered if a planning deal had been done behind closed doors. Now the pieces appear to have fallen into place, some say, with the island plan now supporting the quarry's expansion. But that's just one fragment of what's become a much larger story, touching on water, waste, building resources, political scrutiny and even nimbyism. Reporter Julian Morell has been following the story. Tell us a bit about Le Gigolon. Can you paint a picture of what's there currently and what the surroundings are like? Well, Le Gigolon opened in 1946. It's been there for a while. It's at the northern end of St. Peter's Valley, but it's actually in St. Mary. As you drive up towards the end before the Elms, where the National Trust is based, it's that large site on the right-hand side. It actually is quite deceptive from the uh, road. It doesn't look that big, but actually it does actually punch quite uh, quite a lot through into the uh, into the landscape um it's uh, it's not just a st mary's issue because the the actual land border of st mary and st peter straddles the the southern end of the quarry and also st lawrence is very close as well so this uh, does affect um three parishes but also um a lot of people also say it's a, clearly a, a wider island wide issue as well so the, the proposed uh, bridging island plan is suggesting that uh, Le Gigolon Quarry could expand onto a piece of agricultural land in the green zone directly opposite. Why is that necessary? Well, as it currently stands, um, Le Gigolon only has around seven or eight years of what they call in the island plan uh, winnable extractable reserves. So effectively, as it, if, it's, if it remained as it was, we've got about eight years of rock, which primarily goes into creating build, building aggregate and also concrete block. So it's it's coming to the end of its life. Obviously, these sorts of uh, planning issues uh, do take a long-term view. So uh, the island plan says that if um, Le Gigolond and its owner, Granite Products, are allowed to use this field, it would provide at least another 30 years of extractable reserves. So it effectively prolongs the life of the quarry and also settled some of the question marks over the future um, of, of where the island uh, gets its building aggregates from. For the residents around there, it must already be quite disruptive living next to a quarry. So how have they reacted to this idea that one might be expanded even further? Well, to take your first point, it is interesting. I have been speaking to residents this week, those who live nearby, and they do say that 
um, the, the, the blasting which takes place at lunchtime at 1pm on a Wednesday and Thursday is surprisingly loud. And uh, I've spoke to two residents who live nearby and they said that their houses do physically shake every time these blasts go on. Uh, one resident did actually tell me that he thought his, his house, uh, quite a grand house, had actually suffered structural damage as a result of the ongoing blasts. However, um, they both concede that the quarry has been down there longer than they've lived there. Um, so they at pains to stress that they don't want to be seen as NIMBYs. They've, they've lived cheek by jowl with the, next to the quarry for some time. However, um, they both they they feel that um, this latest move, which is the uh, the island plan suggestion and the support of ex- expanding into the into this field, does actually cross cross the line of acceptability. So we know that obviously there are residents that are quite unhappy about it, but it, it might not just be them that are having a bit of pushback. We understand that Jersey Water previously had identified that site as a place for a potential future reservoir. Yes, that's right. Jersey Water say that it is it would be suitable obviously they face their own challenges with an increasing population increasing water demand and also uncertainty in terms of uh, global warming and the preservation of water stocks uh, they say that uh, an area of the dam uh, sorry an area of the quarry could be dammed and it uh, could provide uh, a, a, an important water source which would alleviate the need for them to for instance increase the height of the quarry at Val de Lamar and flood more of that valley. Uh, however, the island plan has considered this and rejected it. So the island plan support, as I mentioned, is for uh, expansion of the quarry and also the development of the quarry as a recycling centre for building waste. So it has already been identified as effectively a waste dump uh, at the moment all our inert waste which is effectively uh, building rubble and uh, non-toxic material is poured into the reclamation site at La Collette uh, however that doesn't have long left uh, and there isn't another site at the moment uh, which naturally takes that so Le Gigoland has been there's a large hole there which uh, will be filled in if the island plan is approved so there's there's a number of factors there's there's the uh, there's the site as a building site as a dumping site for inert waste there is the recycling of that waste to prevent potentially create um, building sand and other material to be u- reused in construction and then there's the continuation of the site uh, with quarrying which would be based on um, on this field and I believe there's another field to the north which could also be quarried as well to continue providing uh, aggregate and concrete for Jersey. So it sounds like there's obviously a lot of moving parts here. It's almost like a game of Tetris trying to decide what could possibly go where. How much discussion or consultation has there been sort of publicly about this so far? Well, that's the argument of the environment minister who sits on top of the island pan process. He can't explain, he can't express his own view because he's ultimately uh, in charge of the appeals process. However, he says that the island plan is an exercise in juggling competing views, in taking on challenges and trying to to take a common sense approach. However, residents have been critical of the consultation. The evidence that feeds into the island plan, which supports its view, is based on a a minerals waste and water study 
to give it its full title, which was produced by a set, uh, produced by consultants, Arup. Um, it was published in uh, December, just gone. However, it did arrive very late to the island plan process. Um, throughout the, uh, in the lead up to the island plan, various studies, which look, for instance, at the coastal national park, at flood defences, all these pieces of evidence which are produced by consultants that feed into the process, many of them have actually been highlighted through some positive communications beforehand to say that this piece of evidence has been published. There was nothing like that, as far as I can tell, for this mineral strategy. It just popped up on the Island Plan website saying this is an important piece of evidence, but it wasn't giving any any publicity. And in fact, it went up on site, as far as I can tell, at roughly the same time that the island plan itself was published. So residents, and you can understand their grievance, are saying, well, hang on a sec, there's been no consultation about this at all. This popped up in the island plan. This is the first time we've heard of it. And frankly, you know, this isn't good enough. They're saying, obviously, they want a bit more debate about it. But in, in some senses, maybe none of this matters. I mean, as we understand it, the field's already been purchased. Um, it was back in late 2019 that um, it was bought by Granite Products themselves, who run the quarry. So is that not over and done with? Well, it's, it's not because a planning application would have to be made, which Granite Products haven't put in, uh, in order for change of use, because at the moment it's prime agricultural field. Um, however... Uh, when that news did break at the uh, at the end of 2019, beginning to 2020, that the field had been sold uh, to Granite Products for 1.65 million, uh, there were naturally some uh, disgruntled residents who accused uh, the government of, uh, of of doing a of doing a done deal. Really, that the the field had already been earmarked for quarrying. Uh, the environment minister has has rebutted that, saying no, uh, that's not the case. Uh, he couldn't talk. He couldn't tell me that there hadn't been negotiations or discussions between uh, Granite Products and the government beforehand, uh, because, as I said, he has to stay above the the island plan process. There may well have been discussions. You'd expect them in some respects. However, uh, the, the the residents are saying, well, hang on a sec. This is clear evidence of a fait accompli. Uh, the government, however, are saying, no, no, it's not. Um, please let your views be known to the island plan process because we are in a consultation process now until the 12th of July. So it's important that the independent planning inspector who is going to review all the submissions to the island plan hear your views. And how can people put their views in? Well, there are a number of roadshows going on at the moment around the parish halls with some pop-up displays and planning officers on hand to hear people's views however there is actually a, a, a formal process because a lot of it is prescribed in law so by going online um, there is an opportunity to uh, to, to have have your say um, I think the probably the best thing to do uh, for listeners is to just go online and have a look at the island plan uh, pages on gov.je because there is the process there. I've been told by residents who have tried to go through that process, it is actually quite tricky. But if anyone has time to go to the parish halls and speak to a planning officer, I'm sure it will be explained. Thank you, Julian Morell. This is a story we'll continue to follow and you can find all the latest updates on bailiwickexpress.com. Thanks for listening to the Bailiwick podcast. You can find all the past episodes under the Listen tab on our website, bailiwickexpress.com and in all of the usual pod places. The music at the beginning and end was I Shift My Weight by Luno. More next week. (laughs) 